Hello, dear listener. This is episode number 21, and much like what we did on episode uh, 18, I am cracking open my water bottle because the show can now legally drink in America. Welcome to Nerd Out Consumed. Yes, it is episode number 21. Uh, not a, a potentially a milestone episode. I don't know. It can be. Every episode's a milestone episode when you think about it. <laughs> this is the show that is a spin-off of the show Nerd Out. It is called yeah. Nerd Out Consumed, and it is a program where myself, Sandra Felcher, and my friend Reese Parton... Hello there. We catch up, and we talk about all the various things that we have been consuming. Oh, yeah. And this week, we are going to be doing that. We haven't really consumed the same stuff this week, like the last previous weeks... Instead, we're just going to talk about separate things, Yeah, which means it's time to ask a question, and I'm going to ask you this question first. Mm-hmm. A question that has turned 21 this week as of <laughs> this show, because we also use it in the main show as well. Yeah. Uh, but the question is an old question, but also a young question at the same time. Young because whenever you ask it, there is a new answer. Old because the question has been asked throughout time. The question is, what have you been consuming lately? I liked that one. (laughs) Uh, I thought you lost it for a second there, but you really saved it. That was really good. Nice. Uh, What have I been consuming recently? Um, I'm going to start off with a book, same book as last week that I've been reading, but I'm very close to the end of the first Game of Thrones book, (gasps) aka the only book in the series that's called A Game of Thrones, because the series is called A Song of Ice and Fire, if you didn't realize that. (laughs) Ha ha. Um, obviously the TV show, they took this name. I don't know why I did that. I'm kind of delusionally tired today and I've got no idea why. I think lockdown's getting to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because lockdown's happening, I've got a lot of free time because I'm only working three days a week and I've been getting through it at last. Uh, for those who don't know, I said it last time, but I've had a on and off relationship with this book literally for years. I read a bit of it and then it would either get too depressing because God, it's a it's a stressful, depressing, um, you know, <laughs> dire world in which they live, and it's set up only to get worse because winter is coming. Yes. Or I'd struggle with reading it because, no offense to George R. R. Martin, if he ever hears this, he's not great at writing a scene. He's got some of the best ideas out there. I love the world of rest- Westeros. I love the characters. I love just I like a lot of what he does and a lot of the concepts, but. It gets tedious sometimes, Mm. and I've struggled with it for a long time, but my brother years ago bought me the set of all of them, yeah, that are currently out there, so I've got them. I may as well read them, plus they are very good, even if they're a struggle, so I'm finally getting through them, and I feel like I'm only 60 pages away from the end, which is amazing Mm -hmm. for like an 800-page book, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of proud of myself because of my uh, struggle over the years getting through it, but it's getting to the point where... Some of the events that happened in the show are slightly different to how they happened in the book. Mm, Yeah, okay. Things like Carl Drogo, the attempt at keeping him alive in the TV show is really tame compared to what happens in the book. There's like a blood sacrifice ritual that goes on and it's graphically described and it's it's quite intense. I was engrossed earlier today when I was reading it. Okay. And grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) Even though they did include similar plot threads. How it was done is different, and that's interesting to see. Oh, and things like um, Rob Stark is a 15-year-old boy. Yes. Not Richard Madden, Um, (laughs) even though I really like Richard Madden, and I thought he was great as Rob Stark, and he never should have died. Um, Just little things like that. It really sells the nasty details of the world a bit more than the TV show did. Although that being said, I reckon some of the sexual activity they did, they wouldn't be able to release the show if they stuck to what the book did. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting through it. It's a great book. I just think it's a hard read, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I think it definitely does. Yeah. So what about you? What have you consumed recently, Sandro? Ooh. With the old and new question? 
<laughs> yes. Uh, well, last night I finished reading a chapter of Lovecraft Country, which I'm going to be reviewing on the next episode of Nerd Out. So check Ooh. that out if you want. Um, haven't quite finished it just yet. Because there's a show about that now, isn't there? Yeah, they've they've adapted it into a show uh, executive produced by J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, which is very cool. It's getting Ooh. great reviews. I'm excited. Um, but yes, I finished reading a chapter of that and I was like, ah, now what am I going to do? Now what am I going to do? Oh, it's Friday. It's Friday the 4th. Isn't, isn't the boys out? Isn't the boys in season two out? So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm actually excited to check out this second season. I'm going to go watch it now. I jumped on Amazon. I loaded up the boys and only three episodes are out and the rest are coming out weekly. And I got annoyed and I went, damn it. <laughs> I want to watch it now. <laughs> So I'm going to be waiting a month until that's finished because I was really hoping to uh, talk about that show soon. But unfortunately, they're doing it weekly, which I don't really understand why <laughs> you would. See, I'm strongly in the weekly camp, though, so oh, okay. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I'm in that camp for shows that like are episodic or have a conversation around them. Yeah. Stuff like Game of Thrones or like The Mandalorian. Yeah. The shows that like you watch weekly and then you talk with friends about. No one's doing that for the boys. Like it's good, but it's not it's not on that level. Well that's the thing. They might have done if it came out weekly, whereas the conversation about shows that are released all at once is so how many episodes have you seen? Oh only three of them. Oh I watched a whole lot. Okay then, well don't spoil it. Okay. What else <laughs> did you get up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas if yeah. it's one episode, oh my god, that moment when Tyrion did whatever it was, you know. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I prefer that big time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it works for certain shows that are written to be like that, but the first season of The Boys really wasn't. Mm. That's why. Yeah. I'm not really. I don't know. I'll watch it when it's all out. I think it's like yeah. eight episodes, so it shouldn't be too long. But anyway. So that happened, and I was like, oh, no, now what am I going to do? <laughs> so uh, I, I watched a bunch more of Trailer Park Boys. Oh, uh, right. Season five, I think it is. And, yeah, from memory, this is when they start to run out of ideas a little bit. There's some fun stuff happening, but it feels like they're just trying to pad out the season length, because I think this one was about ten episodes, and then after that they went down to six or maybe eight for a little while mm -hmm. uh, which i think is a little bit better because they are more about the season arcs at this point rather than like the episodic adventures that they get up to it's more like the whole season is them trying to reach this point and every episode they've got a certain obstacle to overcome but it's all very much leading towards an end point and it being dragged out for so long it doesn't work as well as as I thought it would. But there's some funny running jokes in season five, uh, like Jim Leahy, who is the park's supervisor, uh, is apparently sober now. He's... Is that the one who always had a drink with him? Yeah, uh, no, he ah. is the... Well, yes, he's the cop who was always drunk and calls the police oh, on the guys every <laughs> single every single episode yeah and they're always like stop calling us out here <laughs> um and he went off the rails uh recently and now he's and oh, now boy. he's supposedly sober uh -huh. um, so it's been fun watching him walking around just being really friendly to everyone that's really good dude you're walking upright what's wrong with you yeah so that's been fun and I don't know, aside from that, in terms of TV, uh, just Star Trek Lower Decks. Been watching that weekly. Oh, there you go. But that's okay, because there isn't an arc. It's just a weekly sitcom set on a starship. So <laughs> uh, it's good. I still like it. It's funny. It's less so Star Trek-y. It, it, it is more just a sitcom. Like, there are Star Trek elements, but it's just more of a setting mm. rather than um, them actively making fun of it. Although every now and then, I think, think there was an episode where the Janeway protocol or the Janeway maneuver was like a massive part. And every oh, time good. you did it, it just blew up the ship or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I like the way it's a reference also to the Picard maneuver as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In one, it references two captains at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. It's interesting to see the alien designs in this because they're very much more cartoony. Like there's a cat. There's just a talking, like, <laughs> humanoid cat, which feels quite Star Trek-y uh, in terms of the fact that it's a humanoid cat, but <laughs> the visuals are very different. Mm -hmm. They're very, yeah, they're very cartoony. A lot of the aliens are quite over the top in that way, which 
I don't know if it really blends that well with the rest of the universe, but I also don't think this is really a part of the universe. It's just like references events. So yeah, yeah I, I'm enjoying it. I don't know. It's halfway through the season now, so it's a bit of fun. Um, throw back over to you though. What else have you been consuming? Well, um, I suppose I'll mention this because it's the main thing that I've been consuming. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, mm. which is the video game, not just, you know, going back to Avengers Assemble and uh, <laughs> the 2011, 2012 film. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, this is the game. And uh, I'll try and be as spoiler-free as possible because I've completed the campaign. Wow. But it's a pretty clever setup that there are still a lot of side missions to do a.k.a. character arcs to do. Oh, okay. So there are some missions that certain characters could follow, like um, Black Widow, as far as I can tell, and it's set up in the in the, the beta, so it's not much of a spoiler, mm. but Taskmaster comes back, and it looks like that's the villain that she'll be facing, so you can follow missions that follow that storyline. So okay. I've dealt with a broad story overall, but um, the Avengers still have their own missions to do, so that... That looks like um, what the rest of the game is going to do. So I'm looking forward to doing some more of that. But yeah, the campaign I thought was a bit short. Mm. Yeah, I've, you and I were talking about this because we don't know how to approach it in terms of, re- of a review. <laughs> yeah, I had the opportunity during the week to uh, to review this um, for a website I write for. And I was just going, I don't know if that's how I want to play the game. I don't know if I want to play the game with a critical mindset. Yeah, and I'd recommend not to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be slightly critical only because it's only fair to be critical. I think people will be listening and I'll get my usual, you're a Marvel shill. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an outstanding game. Nothing about it is groundbreaking game-wise. I liked how the fighting style was different for each character, but it did just feel a bit Arkham-y in the end where you're being a superhero and you're attacked by different levels of uh, goons, basically. Yeah. And you have to take them out. So... I don't know. It it did change it up when you got to change characters. That was fun, mm-hmm. especially being able to be Iron Man and oh my god, Thor. Yeah, he is awesome. But it's not like the gameplay isn't groundbreaking. It does. I don't know. I feel like there'll be more updates and it will be even more fleshed out. This is like another beta in a way. Mm, okay. Not that bad. Like that sounds really harsh, but. I feel like more things will be changed and more things will be added on. And I actually I don't think I've got a problem with that. I reckon you could add another campaign of the same length in an upgrade. Maybe you have to download it, like a season pass or something like that. But I reckon they could use this as the base game for something even bigger. Mm, okay. Like another Avengers-scale event, to quote Far From Home, could it could come about. You could have another villain turn up and you can then download that and fight them. Maybe they could do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what we do have is really fun from a Marvel fan point of view. Amazing version of Kamala Khan is uh, Miss Marvel, and it's a, a beautiful origin story for her. It's an interesting little thing because, um, and this is set up in the beta, so it's not much of a spoiler, but because of the events of A-Day, the Avengers kind of disband. Yeah. And um, it's an origin story for her, and it's, in fact, the, the name of the campaign is called Reassembled. Mm-hmm. So it's about reassembling the Avengers in a team. And uh, it's a great... It's, that's done really well. You get an origin story and an Avengers movie, basically, at the same time, if you want to think about it like that. Yeah. And that's fun, and the characters are great. Nolan North feels like another Robert Downey Jr. in that you almost can't tell where he ends and Tony Stark begins, and it's, it's <laughs> right, beautiful, yeah. and the lines are great. Really, really fun stuff with all of the characters. There's a moment in this with Thor, especially, that feels like him turning up in Wakanda in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. He just uh, he does something really cool with his powers, and you just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing that works about the game. Like I said, the fighting is sometimes a little bit tedious. It feels a little bit just we're going to be like Arkham, but not quite Arkham. Yeah. But then you get into it, and you're doing the combos for the specific characters, you take out a really strong character and you go, wait, that was a challenge. That was really cool. And the music then is really building up and amping up and it feels satisfying to play. So Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, ultimately, there's still some more single-player stuff going on, which I'm happy about, but I was worried when the uh, campaign ended as quick as it did. 
and I'm comparing this to The Last of Us, which is probably the longest video game I've ever played. <laughs> uh, part two, that is. Yeah. <laughs> when when it ended, I thought, oh, now I have to play a lot of multiplayer stuff. I've got this thing, and I think I've said it before on the show. If I want to play a multiplayer game, I'll buy a multiplayer game. If I want to play single player, I'm just going to buy the single player one. But this, to their credit, has got many more single player options for me to pursue before I jump into multiplayer. And I probably will jump into the multiplayer elements of the game, but uh, I was concerned for a little bit when it ended. But yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, there are references in there. There are versions of characters which are really interesting. I think I said it when we reviewed the beta, but I think this version of Bruce Banner and the Hulk Mm. has got the best relationship I've actually ever seen in a visual form. I bet in the comics it's probably even better. But um, they did it really well, and it's, it's... even more satisfying the more game you get to play. Right, okay. I don't know if I'll rate it, because I feel like I haven't had the complete experience yet, because they're touting a lot more characters to be able to play, and I haven't played them yet, so whether or not they'll just be downloadable at some point for you to play in the online section, I don't know, but there might be further story elements where they're introduced, so I'll wait and Mm. see. So I feel like I haven't finished it yet, so I won't quite rate it, but I had fun. But I'm also not, I'm going to admit, it's not a perfect game by any any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that's interesting, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, mainly because, yeah, it, like, I would probably just play this for the story, so now I'm starting to think maybe I won't buy it full price, I might wait until it's cheap. I don't know, I don't know yet. Well, I'll play more of the single player stuff, because it's not just missions that follow a storyline, there'll be cutscenes with those as well, because then you'll get, I think you'll get Black Widow infiltrating somewhere and encountering someone it'll feel like it's still the story going on it's just they needed to reassemble the avengers before they did their individual missions mm-hmm. yeah okay so i feel like the story is still going in a way but when the game says you've completed the campaign i feel like then you've completed the single player aspect of the game but that's not the case in this game yeah right yeah okay so i'm sure there's a lot more mm-hmm. and it'll be worth it all right well i look forward to yeah seeing what else you do with that game seeing where else it can go yeah and what about you? What's something else you've consumed? Well, speaking of gaming, uh, I talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit last week, but finished Uncharted 4, A Thief's End uh, as the full title. Excellent. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Really, really liked it. Um, I think since talking about it, because I, I, th- I talked about it, I only really played the first maybe like three, four hours. But once you get into the real meat of the game, there is a lot more uh, combat mechanics that are introduced that are so much more refined than two and three, I think. Oh, God, yeah. The thing with the first one is I quite like the combat in the first one. The visuals and everything else, it's very simple. It's a very simple game. Yeah. But I think the gunplay is better than the other two, mainly just because the other two give you more movement and more places to crouch behind. And therefore, I think it became a little bit um, repetitive at times, which is not the case with the fourth one at all because they introduced some stealth elements which was really cool uh not as great as the, the stealth in the last of us obviously because this isn't really a stealth game but no. you can play it like that if you want to which was very fun there's some grappling you grapple around stuff which is pretty fun i like the grappling but where the story shines definitely is during the puzzle moments during the more <laughs> showy moments where Mm. it's like look at where you are and look at how amazing this place you are uncovering is uh and all of those reveals were excellent and the story is just fantastic this is definitely more of a character-based story than the other ones to a point where i think the maybe final act might disappoint some if you're expecting something a little more epic like Mm -hmm. a one two and three this is still epic but it's just a little bit more introspective a little bit more character based yeah which i think i enjoyed better but saying that i'm playing this about a year after i played the the nathan drake collection because i i spent quite a bit of time off uh so yeah i think it's great i think it's a really good ending i was gonna dive right into the lost legacy but i think the ending was so good that i might wait a week or two before before getting into that so that's a good thing i think that's a good sign yeah yeah that's um that's interesting to hear I just realized that that's one of the other things that I have consumed is I started Uncharted 4 mm. because I finished Uncharted 3 and I forgot mm. to put that on my list. Yeah. Thought, on the note of the second and third games, I thought the story was basically 
the same story again in the third one as the second one. <laughs> yeah, kind of. In the end, he makes these two ancient cities collapse. And I was kind of, I really liked three until we got to that point And I was just like, but now I'm just running away, f- away from collapsing buildings. It's the same thing. Mm. And I found it a little bit annoying. But in number four, they make a little bit of, jo- of a joke about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that was another ancient civilization destroyed because of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, I actually thought the mechanics of four, or so far, I think they're amazing, much more improved than all three of the previous ones. But I also agree that the second and third felt repetitive, I suppose, is the right word. Mm. That's one you use. I think that is right. In that it ended the same way and you could play them the same way. You could almost swap levels between the two of them, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> but Uncharted 4 is basically The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> like, yeah. even the UI feels the same. And the motion blur that they've built into it, it felt like I was playing that game. I'm not complaining because that game is gorgeous and it was really great to play. But yeah, I'm not sure how far I am into number four, but uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. And something you mentioned last time is the dynamic between Troy Baker and Nolan North. Yes. For those of you who don't know, and I suppose it could be spoilers if you've only played the first three, but uh, Nathan Drake's brother turns up in the shape of Sam. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's a lot of fun to have those who playing off each other. I find it kind of funny that Troy's playing the older brother, whereas Nolan's <laughs> definitely the older actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I find that's always the case with Troy Baker. He always plays so much older than he is. Oh, yeah. But he does it very well, so it's good. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and on, on that note, he's a flipping amazing actor because mm. he's Bruce Banner in the Avengers game. And you wouldn't tell they're the same person, Sam, Drake, and Bruce Banner. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Well, like, whenever he goes, hmm, oh, I always yeah. go, that's Joel. But aside from that, he doesn't have any other obvious tells. Whenever he's mildly annoyed at something like a hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. I actually always thought, you know, that Joel would have been, like, the crowning the the jewel in the crown of his career just because the character's amazing and he played it so well and he knows him so well you watch an interview with him talking about the character it's like he became joel yeah but honestly i think sam's a great performance from his from him as well i think the character work and the voice work he's doing on that Mm. because he puts on a fair bit of an accent like a new york accent and that's the accent i picked up on anyway maybe it's not quite new york (laughs) but um he's doing that really well i really like it yeah, yeah, no, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I really like just everything he brings to that game. And yeah, having them spend a lot of the game together as well is really good because I feel like they've kind of done all they can with Sully and Elena's great. Oh, yeah. But again, they've kind of done all of the banter they can probably do yeah. with her as well. So just introducing someone else and having it be his brother just makes it a little bit more personal, Yeah, uh, which I think adds to... Sam's amazement of uncovering everything as well, because at this point, we as the player are quite jaded by yeah. finding underground cities, <laughs> and you've got Sam going, "Wow, look at this! This is amazing!" So that was yeah a really good des- decision yeah. on their part. Absolutely, it's um it's a lot of fun so far. I've just what did I just do? Uh, I'll just say, oh, it's not a museum. Uh, dinner function is going on if that makes sense, and uh, Mm. there's an artifact there. That's the bit I've just played. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Oh, on that note, I thought Laura Bailey was doing either a very good British accent or a very good Australian accent, and I thought, there's something wrong about that. Why does it keep changing? And then I realized the character is South African. (laughs) Yeah. I thought, ah, okay, no, that's an okay South African accent. (laughs) Yeah, the South African accents in the game are... uh... I think the the NPC, well, they're all NPCs, but the the guys basically just fight and shoot. <laughs> yeah, the mercenaries. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're all right. They're pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Nadine is the character, and yeah, it's a little it's a little shaky at times. In terms of uh, being South African, it certainly is. But I'm pretty sure, like I said. I couldn't tell if she was trying to be Australian or British, but then when I found out it's because it's South African, I can understand why it slips, but either one should be doing really well with, with those accents, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. 
And she's great. Like, she's also Black Widow in The Avengers and Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. And uh, she's also an amazing actress. So there we go. Mm. Or actor. I don't know what she prefers. Her profession is acting, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Voice. I, yeah. Um. So I would give Uncharted 4 uh, two thumbs up, I reckon. Um. Should I go through and rate them all? I think we'll be saving that for when we do an Uncharted episode. I haven't finished it, and I know I just said I wouldn't rate the Avengers because I haven't finished it, but it's such a good game so far, and it it feels bad to say an improvement on the first three because they're really good too. Mm, yeah. But just it's shaken things up. It's changed the dynamic literally of how you play it. It feels so smooth because it's a current generation console game, mm. although I'm pretty sure three was as well. Anyway, it's a very good like update to the UI, how you play the game. The story is, like you said, it's more personal. The graphics, it's a really beautiful game as well. So I'd give it one thumb up so far. Like just a preemptive kind of, yes, I'm having so much fun with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But my final rating will come when we do an Uncharted special. Very fun. Yes. I think it's also the longest one, but it didn't feel longer than the others, which was Ah, good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. My last thing is a TV show on Apple TV called... Defending Jacob that I've been meaning to get to for a while. Uh, it's based off a novel. Is Chris Evans in that? Yeah, it's the Chris Evans show. Nice. Yes, the... Uh, how was it marketed? I think it was marketed as, like, Gone Girl, but he's a kid. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> That's how it was marketed. Uh, so it's based off a novel which I am not familiar with. I think it was from the early 2010s. Uh, he, I think every episode is written by Mark Bomback, who I am a bit of a fan of. I like his work on the uh, on the Planet of the Apes movies. He worked on all three oh, of right. those. He yeah. co-wrote them all. Um, and I quite like that trilogy. The name was familiar. Yeah, so he did those. I think he also wrote Logan, but I don't know if that Ooh. was credited. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been like a spec script. I'm not sure. And then every episode is directed by Morten Tildum, who did this movie called Headhunters, uh, which was a Norwegian thriller from, uh, I think it was 2010, maybe, that was quite wow. good. And then he also did uh, The Imitation Game. That was his English debut with Cumberbatch. Uh, and then he also directed Passengers, but we won't talk about that film. So it stars Chris Evans, as you mentioned, yeah. Michelle Dockery's in it from <gasps> uh, Downton Abbey, and oh. then Jaden Ward-Martell plays Jacob who is from the two It movies. He plays the main kid, I guess you'd say. I don't know. It's kind of, it's more of an ensemble, but he definitely has the most screen time out of all of them. And J.K. Simmons is also in it. Oh. I won't say who he plays, but he's excellent. So, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want pictures of Spider-Man. Exactly. Look, Captain America, you've worked with him recently. Give me those pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um, it came out in, I think it was April, so near the start of lockdown. Was that the start of lockdown? No, it wasn't. That was March. I don't know. But like, near near the the start start of the decade. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was making waves online. A lot of people really liked it. It got a lot of good reviews from people that I trust. And I thought I would finally check it out just because I was in the mood for something a bit crimey. So that's a weird thing to say. Uh, so... <laughs> right, careful, you'll be on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise is Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery, and Jaden Martell, they are a family in this smallish town, uh, and then a murder occurs, and all of the evidence is pointing towards the son, Jacob. And Chris Evans is the assistant district attorney and so he's on the case for a while but then when his son becomes a suspect he gets taken off and he's got to go off and do his own investigations and stuff too it's the title of the show defend jacob um it's eight episodes long each episode's about 45 to 50 minutes so it's about six and a half hours in length and it was it was pretty good I, i quite liked it in terms of performances i think it's excellent chris evans does a good job at being a dad. I feel like he's in a good point in his career now where he can play your typical, like, American dad because he's got the beard. Uh, He's very stern a lot of the time. He could grow a beard in a week. Oh, yeah. That man is amazing with his facial hair. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that that is very true. Yeah, because he got rid of it, right, for 
Endgame. Yeah, he had it in Infinity War, got rid of it in Endgame. And now it's back again. Wow. It's crazy, yeah. Although I guess <laughs> Endgame was shot two, three years ago at this point. Yeah. So, I don't know. Has he done anything since then? I think this might be it. He hasn't. He's taken a bit of time off. Well, he was filming, uh, what's it called? Oh, Knives Out. That's right. Knives Out at the same sort of time. So he would have shaved for Endgame and that. But anyway, I just feel like it happens really quickly. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And anyway, he's excellent. He's really good. His performance might seem a little understated, but I feel like every performance where he has a beard is understated, I think. <laughs> like, his his beard hides a lot of his emotions a lot. Yeah. And that's fine, but I don't know. Something could be said for Chris Evans's beard potentially making him seem like less of a good actor at times. I don't know. Oh. I think he's still good, though. Just... Because, like, it is quite an emotionally conflicting performance that he has to give. Yeah. And at times, I couldn't really tell what he was going for as an actor. And I think it's just because maybe it's the cinematography. A lot of the color is very blue. It's a very blue show. A lot of blues, a lot of grays. Oh, yeah. And I think all of that just kind of added to some of the performances not quite working. You you, you don't quite know what character what characters are trying to portray at times because it the feeling of the scene and the tone of the visuals is just be depressed whereas they're trying to bring a bit more energy to it yeah exactly yeah i see so yeah i think he's really good i think michelle dockery is also excellent oh, i love her so much yeah i think she gets some of the best sequences in this there's a really good scene not giving too much away but obviously there are reporters that, that come after them hmm. after the news breaks and and there's a scene where she's talking to someone who is then revealed to be a reporter (gasps) and her like response to that is fantastic i think the writing gets in the way a little bit with her Mm -hmm. which i'll get to later but the writing's a little all over the place but uh, the other main performance is Jaden martell who plays the kid uh again very understated performance from him um because, I mean, look, he's the title character, but he's not the main character. He's there a lot, but everything you see is from the two parents' point of view, which I really liked. I really liked how the show's about him. The show's about proving his innocence, but you don't see him much. You don't really know what's going on. And that is a big part of this is, did he do it? Because you don't know. You can't really read his performance because... I mean, he's not on screen much, so... And that's a really cool part of this show that I really like, is that everything is from the mum and dad's point of view, and I think that is excellent. But yes, in terms of the the writing, I think that's where it starts to fall apart, and that's where it starts to feel so much like a just a very long Lifetime movie. A very long (laughs) movie you'd see on during the day at, like, a country club uh, that, that certain elderly citizens are watching. Just because it feels so cliche in certain moments, there are so many scenes that end early just so they can reveal what happened in the rest of the scene at the end of the episode. There's so much information they withhold from you as a viewer just so they can use it as a twist. And maybe that could have been better and maybe that could have been fixed if this was six episodes rather than eight because it does drag a little bit in the middle. But I think maybe, yeah, I think it's just a writing issue because there's so many moments that they treat like twists that really wouldn't have been twists if they just showed us entire scenes. That's an interesting, like, artificial way, (laughs) post-writing, to bring in some mystery. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that added a bit more mystery. And I like the mystery element of this, but that's another bit of a red herring as well, is that the marketing, everything, really, about this was kind of pointing it in the direction of something like Gone Girl, which is a mystery, but this is a family drama. This show is a family drama, and that kind of leads into the ending which i obviously won't say too much about because that's spoilers but the the ending is not the ending to a mystery i will say that much and i think that will disappoint some people um i liked the ending i thought it was great i really well no i liked the events in the final episode leading up to the final 10 minutes i think the final 10 minutes were a little over the top but everything else i thought was really good in that final episode because it does 
feel like it's going to become a mystery and then you go, oh, no, wait, this isn't about that. This is about a family who have been affected by the justice system. Whether or not he did or didn't do it, that doesn't matter. This is how this system affects people. Mm. And I think that was a really good statement to make. I just think the the execution in general was a bit messy. I like the word that you used before, artificial, because it does feel like that at times, which is a shame because I really wanted to love it. And the performances are fantastic. The direction's pretty good for the most part. Every now and then there's like some handheld close-ups, which I thought were just bad. I don't, I, I don't know why <laughs> they decided to go handheld for certain moments yeah. because it doesn't really fit with the clean, dark, depressing atmosphere that the show kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's just kind of nitpicking at this point. Yeah, I think it's good. I would give it probably a light thumb up. It's in the category of shows like Hunters. I think it's better than Hunters, but it's in that category oh, okay, of... yeah. I think perhaps the marketing could have been better mm. and the writing as well could have been a little cleaner, could have had a clearer vision. Um, but I think it's I think it's worth a watch. And it is a mini-series, so it is over as well, which is good. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I like mini-series. They're good, aren't they? <laughs> They are. They're really good. It's actually interesting to hear you describe how the last 10 minutes felt not disjointed, but different than what they've been setting up. I felt the same way about a show I, I mentioned earlier in the year called The Stranger. Oh, yeah. Which has got Richard Armitage in it mm-hmm. and a whole lot of other people. Great series. Really well acted, really well directed. It's based on a book, so you'd hope the writing was great. Um, <laughs> and it fits in with the ending of... The story, it it does feel like a natural conclusion, but over the top is a great way to describe it because I feel like the last 10 or 15 minutes of that was a bit, um, I don't know, like they, they jumped a few steps in terms of the scale that the story um, they were telling. It was an understated kind of series to a, to a degree up until that point, and then suddenly it's just like, boom, here's something intense for you. So I, I think I can relate to that in that regard. Yeah, I think that happens a lot with maybe a book adaptations as well, is they want the ending to be more dramatic and they want the ending to, mm. I don't know, feel more like an ending. I don't know. It happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not saying it was terrible. I really like The Stranger. And like I said, it mm. makes sense that the story would end that way. But it, it's also kind of actually thinking about it, having played The Last of Us, and I feel like I'm a broken record. I keep mentioning The Last of Us. But... <laughs> I didn't know necessarily how to feel about the main character who I'd like. I had liked him up until that point, but he does something in the last episode where I question it. Mm. And I'm just realizing it's actually a very similar trope to the last of us, but at least with the last of us, Joel's just a dick most of the way through, to be honest, even though I do love him. (laughs) Yeah. But this guy, more of a victim, more of a trying to solve his own mysteries in a way. Um, in in uh, the stranger, the main character, mm. and then like I said, he does something, and I think, well, you shouldn't be able to get away with that actually. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I recommend watching it. It's a good show. Um, you might feel the same way though. <laughs> okay, yeah, I that's been on my list for a while since you picked that up. I should check it out at some point. Mm. Um, eight episodes. It's great. Quite <laughs> good. That is good. Yes. Um, you know that is a. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like that. Is that is a jumping on point for me. Eight episodes. It's very good. <laughs> um, it's a mini series. Yeah, yeah. You'll love it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got an ending. Oh yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I it's an interesting one and if people have watched it send us an email yes, feedback.nerdout@gmail.com because I do want to know what other people think about this show. Mm-hmm. All I know is what critics think. I haven't really talked about the show with any friends because I don't really know many people who have Apple TV. So, you know, I have bought an iPhone. I've got a year of it. So that's fun. I'm just watching stuff on it. If you do as well, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what people thought of this because from my standpoint, it was good, but it's kind of messy. And again, that marketing campaign that was surrounding it just doesn't make sense as to why that would be the angle they would go for. It's just like Hunters. I don't know why they would advertise it as this when it's so clearly something else if you watch the show itself. (laughs) I think that is something that they do with movies sometimes, and it works. M. Night Shyamalan has made a career off of that, so (laughs) that's great. Like, And twists in movies are... 
better. Sometimes they're cheap. Sometimes they are the prestige. But sometimes they are Gone Girl. And the twist in that is phenomenal. Yeah. So I think for a, a movie, it's different in terms of the marketing. For a TV show, you really want to market what the show is. And that's why I don't yeah. get yeah, why we've got shows like this and shows like Hunters that are just not doing that. I feel like it's easier for a movie mm. because it's two hours, maybe three. Whereas with a show, you've got to have six or seven. And um, maybe it's a bit trickier. I don't know. Although that being said, having seen just the trailer for Hunters, it feels like the trailers for Warrior Nun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. And I know it's not like Warrior Nun at all. It's not like that at all, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> That's something that um I noticed because I did finish reading The Outsider and I checked out the trailer for the adaptation which i'm probably gonna watch in like a month or something i checked out the trailer and it was kind of the same for that as well i went oh they really are pushing the horror angle of what is just a mystery just a detective mystery (laughs) they are pushing the fact that stephen king hears some spooky sounds and a jump scare this is what the show is (laughs) and i'm just there like i've read it and no it's not this is not, this is not, like, like what you're pushing isn't what the story is. Obviously, that's di- different, because I haven't actually seen the show, so maybe yeah. they did change it to be more jump scare based, and if so, that's not a good thing. I swear they've just got a template that they edit, yeah, where they could say, from the producers of, comes this, and the sound effects are all just, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Thanks, Nolan, for the inception trailer yeah everyone wants to do that (laughs) thing is that's a great trailer for a great film Mm. yeah anyway that's a completely different topic i was about to get started on nolan because of your episode that you did in the main show (laughs) that is a a good trailer and a pretty good film as well i liked it we bashed it a little bit but you did (laughs) i said to you in a message i'm like wow you don't like christopher nolan do you (laughs) nah look with inception i think the problem is none of us rewatched it Oh, like, yeah. I still think it's good, but based off other ones of his films that I've rewatched, I went, mm. maybe I won't like it, and that's why I don't rewatch it, but I don't know. I think also, Rob's really forgetting the humour, because I think it's one of the most intentionally funny films that Nolan's made. I agree, though, he's incredibly serious, and he just talks about the films that I'm making, and I think it's going to be great to see <laughs> Robert Pattinson be Batman, even though he's got COVID-19 at the moment, so they're not filming. And that's yeah. how he talks in interviews, he's just very, very monotone, very stern, mm. But, you know, I love Tom Hardy's line of, you can't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah. But, uh, yes, carry on. I'm sorry. I completely sidetracked us. Uh, no, that's fine. I I am just looking up to see if there are any differences between the TV show and the movie. But uh, it seems like they actually adapted it pretty well. So that's a good thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think that's the episode. I think so. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Now it's time for, hey, we just talked about all the things that we consumed. Now it's time for a tease to next week. What's some stuff you want to consume? Well, um, I don't know. I think it's coming out within this week. It could be a week afterwards. But there's a new show with David Tennant in it called Des, I think it's called, or D-E-S. Oh, okay. Which is a crime story where he plays a mass murderer. Ooh. Um, And I think the story of it is... As far as I can tell from one of the trailers I've seen, um, he has been arrested mm-hmm. and each episode will kind of be talking about how he killed a particular victim because he's got many victims. Huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's playing uh, Dennis Nielsen and he looks almost exactly like that guy. That's uncanny. Yeah. And it's also got um, Jason Watkins in it, who is another great. British actor who he's one of those actors you wouldn't know his name but he's been in a lot and he really mm. helps sell it so he's gonna he's part of the ensemble and I really look forward forward to seeing him in it oh and Daniel Mays who um oh. gets everywhere and he's brilliant um so a good old bit of British drama I'm looking forward to seeing excellent I think I'm looking forward to playing a bit more Avengers mm-hmm. just I'd, I'd say I think because I don't know how much there is left of the single player stuff but if there's more of it plenty more of it i'm definitely looking forward to playing more but uh we'll we'll see how that goes and i'm very close to finishing game of thrones so i'll either start reading the second one or look at my big pile of uh 
books to read lists and <laughs> choose a different one. Nice, nice, nice. Excellent. What about you? Ooh, just waiting around for the boys because I was planning <laughs> to watch that during the week and now I'm not, so that's good. Uh, I think I'll watch I'm Thinking of Anything, Charlie Kaufman's new film that just hit Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty keen to watch that and I think during the week would be a good time, although I need to be in the right mood for that one, I think. That's one that I'm going to need to be in the right mood for. But my expectations are high mm. and I'm excited to check that one out. I might watch uh, the new Hilary Swank show, Away, which is about space and space travels oh yeah i've seen that on netflix as in i haven't watched it it's been advertised because it's arrived yeah i don't really know anything about it but i mean i like hillary swank and space so that's cool (laughs) and i like space (laughs) it's about it's about her mission to mars so that could be fun Mm. i don't know aside from those it's not much oh matt reeves is an executive producer on that show that's a good sign oh that's gonna be good uh, but yeah, aside from that, I don't know, there's not much out. Mm. Apparently Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix is pretty funny. Well, the title sounds funny. Almost as funny as Warrior Nun. <laughs> yeah. They like those titles, don't they? They do. <laughs> I think it's about, yeah, two teenagers get caught up. I think they're trying to make money, mm. and the only way that they can is to become bounty hunters. So <laughs> it's these two, like, squeamish teenagers who become bounty yeah. hunters or something. I don't know, it sounds pretty silly but also like escapism that yeah. could be a good remedy for i'm thinking of ending things so those <laughs> two might be just to clarify that's the film he mentioned just then he's not yes. actually <laughs> yes that's the film the film yes. title what a film title i know the trailer looks intense as well oh yeah oh there's another one um i don't know if it's out yet there's a trailer for it it's a film that stars Maisie williams who we both love mm. and sylvester mccoy Ooh. I've forgotten what it's called, but Maisie Williams is part of a group of young people who see a rich old couple's house and go to burgle it. But as it turns out, these old people are particularly weird, and it looks like they entrap the people when they come to either visit or steal from their houses. Oh, the owners is what it's called. Owners. Oh, yes, I see it. Oh, yeah, it's out. It's out in VOD as of yesterday. So, hmm, that looks... Cool. I might not watch it because it is. It does look like a horror film, and I'm not one for horror. But I love the cast because it's got a. It's got a Doctor Who in it. Yeah. Even though I hate saying that. Got a doctor. Yeah, it's got a doctor in it, and it's got Maisie Williams, who I yeah. adore. She's just wonderful. Oh, and New Mutants is out, by the way. So. <laughs> oh yeah, New Mutants is out. Fifteen percent. I loved uh, Maisie retweeted retweeted someone's it was like a review saying uh this is the worst x-men movie of all time and she retweeted that being like good reason to go see it then yeah so good on it i love her to bits i love her um on instagram i don't know if it's still the case but when she turned 21 she says 21 and still waiting for that growth spurt <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's too precious uh, i just love the idea of sylvester mccoy being a creepy owner of a house it i know sounds so much fun <laughs> Actually, as soon as I saw the synopsis for it, I thought of um, David Suchet in Knock Knock, the episode of Doctor Who. Mm, yeah. Similar sort of aesthetic of a creepy older man. Not saying they're creepy. They're playing a creepy older man. They're they're gentlemen, those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode as well. Like oh, very episode. good. Episode 10. Uh, I mean, season 10. I need, I need to rewatch it. Me too. There's so much in that season. That... But it's a great season. Very good. Yeah. I love yeah. Bill as a character. Mm, yes. Now, just before we wrap up the show, I've got a standout quote from Uncharted that I just wanted to quote Ooh. from Victor Sully Sullivan. <laughs> well, I'll be go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I love it the way Nathan even quoted him. He's like, well, to quote Sully, I'll be go to hell. <laughs> I'll be go to hell. That was a good, yeah. Because <laughs> you expected, well, I'll be go to hell. <laughs> There's a Sorry, bit of a pause, great. and I love that. Yeah. Was it last week when we talked about the Mark Wahlberg is playing young Sully? Yeah. Look, I'd, I'd, I've gone on record. I'm a Wahlberg fan, but no, that doesn't fit in my mind. Yeah, all throughout playing four, I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't no. see this. But maybe he will knock it out of the park. We don't know. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Marky Mark will say, well, I'll be go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> As he cracks a Bud Light on the... <laughs> On his abs. On the door of her. <laughs> <laughs> on, his, on his abs. 
He'd do that too. Uh, that's oh, the man. thing that I do like about him, particularly in those Transformers movies, is he doesn't care. He's just like, I'm here to make money. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever you want, Michael Bay. Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just think of um, Ted. He's one of his crowning achievements. That one. <laughs> that was funny. I like Ted. Can I sing the Thunder Buddy song? We've sworn before, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Um. Wait, how does it start? I've forgotten how it started. I just remember, fuck you, Thunder, you could suck my balls. <laughs> that, I, yeah, I haven't seen that since Ted 2 came out. Uh, I should go back and watch that first one. Uh, it's a good one. It's funny. I particularly like the ending narration. That was very fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, well, that is the episode. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with more consumed stuff. Oh, yeah. If you want to get in contact, you can. There are links to our Instagrams and our Facebook page in the episode description. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Doubt is back on Saturday is when we're releasing, it seems. So that's awesome. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about. I think it'll just be another consumed episode because there isn't really anything out. Uh, at the moment unfortunately yeah but that is going to be a lot of fun either way also oldie buddy goodie my other podcast this week we talk about a uh very low budget trashy sword and sorcery movie called the warrior and the sorceress which we thought was going to be much ruder than it actually is it is a rude <laughs> movie yeah. but it's not as rude as we thought it was going to be yeah said so it's just creepy rude which is the worst sort of rude you're going oh director what are you doing all right yes what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean William Shatner's kissing a 20-something-year-old? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, where we say hello again, for now, we are saying make sure you continue to nerd out and consume. Goodbye. On the note of, of Shatner and Star Trek, live long and prosper. Spark. <laughs> Spark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was Planet Genesis again? Oh, the Planet Genesis. Um, it's this place where Spock was ejected from the Enterprise in a torpedo tube. Oh, I thought it was a coffin. Or maybe it was a stasis pod. Yeah, I thought it was a... Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be either of those. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Zach's here not to... He can't shut us up. <laughs> <laughs>